Welcome back to Between the Sheets with Melissa and Scarlett, episode number nine. Nine. Are you sure it's not eight? Yes, pretty sure. Okay. Nine. Nine, nine. times we've <laughs> done this. Hey, nine is the number of the goddess. How can you go wrong? Nine's a good number. I like nine. Yeah. Okay, so we're just going to go right into it. Okay. So I, I was surfing the internet for weird sex facts because... As you, you do. That's, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I found this thing. Now it's top 30 weird sex facts you may not know. Okay. Now we, we probably won't do all 30 because I'm sure we've already covered some of these topics before. I don't know. I'll have to see. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. I doubt that there's not anything that we don't know about at this point. But you know, you can always be surprised. You never know. Number one. Okay. Women are more willing to commit adultery during their ovulation than at any other time throughout their cycle, most notably due to their body's desire to fertilize the ovulated egg. Wow. I hate to think that we are so driven by instinct and hormones. That's really... I don't know. I know. I know. It sort of takes your will to choose exactly. away from you. It's like we're I don't just know like that I believe that, but beings I'm not, of hormone. I don't know. I mean, I'm not big on adultery as it is. But yeah, yeah, it's no fun. But interesting. No, I mean it's, it's an interesting physiological fact. I don't know that I necessarily agree because I think that there's free will and choice. Absolutely, but I do you too. know. If we were just I, 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 yeah, I, I would love to be like, oh, yes, I did that because of my biological urge. I know, right? Oh, to freak get out of jail card. <laughs> but no, I think that's kind of lame. In okay. all honesty. I do, too. Number two. Most women who lose their virginity between ages 15 and 19 actually wish they had waited a bit longer. Additionally... Most teenagers lose their virginity by age 17, but those who have not lost their virginity by 24 tend to stay a virgin. Okay, that's bizarre. Totally bizarre. <laughs> Wait, it, they wish that, did you, do you wish that you'd waited longer? I wish in a way that I had done it sooner, I, if anything. I wish, well, I don't wish I'd done it sooner because I was pretty young, but um, I was like, yes, that's done with. It's yeah. out of the way. Next. Totally. It's like, okay, <laughs> boom, milestone accomplished. Moving <laughs> <I> on. <know. laughs> it's funny because we grew up watching Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. The last American virgin. <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't you don't remember that? Oh, my God. I saw oh, that. Well, we'll have to watch it. Okay. Okay. Number three? Yeah. This is weird. If a female ferret does not have sex for a year, she will die. Thankfully, this is not true for human females whose sexual desires can remain strong, but not strong enough that the anticipation and waiting will cause them to die. Wow. <laughs> Wait okay. a minute. An actual animal can well, actually die. die from not having sex. Yeah. I mean, I I've heard know. guys I, you know use what? that as an I'll excuse. Have to ask. A friend of mine just went, like, um, 
on a vow of chastity for a year, so I'm gonna let's see if she survives or not. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I couldn't go a year. Never have. Oh, but, there's no uh, way. Yeah. No. No way. I mean, you know, granted, I mean, I'm married, so, you know, I have someone that I can molest at my own free will, but, <laughs> you know. She's going to so love I know. that you describe it like. <laughs> okay. Number four. Some people are wired to have more sex than others. Scientists are not entirely sure why this is, but it is true in both males and females. So this is like get out of jail free card number two. Totally. I'm sorry, I'm wired that way. You're just wired <laughs> to want more. I think that's kind of true, though. I don't know. I mean, I've known people who have actually said to me that if they never had sex again, they'd be fine. No, I've heard that too. And then I've known and other then people. And I just laughed and been like, I don't believe you. But oh you know. well, exa- yeah, no, totally. Yeah, it's like, what is wrong with you? You know, you start thinking like, I don't understand oh. this comp. You know, yeah. it's. But yeah, I, I I'm not certainly wired that particular way. I'm sort of the extreme other end of that spectrum. Okay, number five. Okay. This is one of the weird sex facts that most of us have not heard about before. During intercourse, your inner nose swells just as your breasts and genitals will. This is most notably due to the increased flow of blood while having intercourse. Wow. So then there is some science between, I'm sorry, behind uh, rhinodectophilia, which doesn't actually exist, but it's somebody who gets sexually excited at the thought of cutting off somebody else's nose. Whoa. But... I mean, it kind of makes sense in a way. And did sneezing, you? sneezing is like, uh, you know, it's like a, it's a weird it's release, orgasmatic in yeah. its own kind of way. And didn't you ask in one of the more previous podcasts something about is the nose tied in with? Because we hit, we talked about where you can have an orgasm if you press a certain spot on your back. Yeah. And I think you brought up the nose being somehow tied into it being like a... Erogenous zone? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. I might have. <laughs> I might have gone off on some tangent. Me? I don't it's know. Possible, whether it's possible. It's quite possible. But, you know, like, sneezing can be erotic in its own way, especially totally. when you've got that, like, tickle that's building and building and building, and you're waiting for the sneeze to come, and then it's un- it's it's, orgas- it's orgasmatic. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So there's got to be there's something to the nose. Okay. But still, don't suck on my nose, man. <laughs> don't chop mine off. Yeah, no, no chopping off of the nose. Thank I've you had very it much. Before. No chopping That's off not. of anything, really. Okay, number seven. For men, sex burns between 100 and 200 calories on average. On the other hand, it only burns approximately 69 calories for women. I don't believe that for one minute. I don't either. I was just going to say, unless that's like one very passive just laying there with her legs spread women, you know, that doesn't make any kind of sex. No. (laughs) That was a brilliant Freudian slip right there. That makes no kind of sense to me. Well, I, I was going to say is on. if you're only burning 69 calories, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I was going to say that's not a free-for-all. No, no, yeah. <laughs> I want to know, like, there's no link here. I want the source for this information, yeah. how many people they sampled. I, I don't I don't buy that. I don't buy that either. Number eight. 
In case you were wondering, there is enough sperm in one single man to impregnate every woman on the planet who is fertile. Wow, thank you so much for enlightening me, because do you know how many nights of sleep I have lost <laughs> over wondering about that fact? <laughs> I know, that's a weird one. Now I mean, my life is complete. But it's kind of interesting, no, though. Is, There's a is. lot of pressure on, from society for women to have babies, so this just kind of takes the pressure off, because it's like, no, man, just have one dude impregnate a bunch of other chicks, and we're, you know. So that everybody's family tree could be a straight line <laughs> exactly a single branch i think that's not such a good idea perhaps not maybe we'll cut that one number 10 for those who are wondering if their grandparents and great grandparents still have sexual intercourse the overwhelming answer is yes Apparently, one-third of women in their 80s continue to have sex with their husband or boyfriend so long as they are in good enough physical health to do so. Good for them. As totally. they should. Yeah, I think we covered this one before. I think we did. Oh, my God. I was just remembering my, my step-grandfather, Lonnie, when he was alive. And he must have been about 85 at this point, And he had a girlfriend who I think was... 10 years, maybe 15 years younger than him, who broke up with him because he would not give her enough oral sex. Oh! It was awesome him trying to explain this to me. Like, in <laughs> not very direct terms. Right. And me saying back to him, why wouldn't you go down on her? Yeah. And he was just like, we don't talk about it that way. Quid like, pro quo, man. Yeah. You know? Well, speaking of going down. <laughs> Number 11. Humans are not the only ones interested in performing oral sex. Wolves, bears, and bats. Oh my gosh, two out of three of my favorite animals, there wolves and bats. All, they're Smart creatures. They're also known to participate in the, in the practice quite often. Oh, yay! Love right? wolves and bats. Number 12. This one's kind of interesting. Okay. Well, many know that chocolate can be an excellent arousal for having sex. Apparently, the smell of pumpkin can help <laughs> can help increase the blood flow to the penis to encourage an erection. Wow, well, that's good that Halloween's just down, uh, just around the corner. I know, so. cue me going out to the store right now to buy pumpkin-smelling candles. Woo, pumpkin candles, pumpkin pie, pumpkin lattes. I know. Honey, what are you doing? Oh, just lighting this pumpkin candle. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Know what I mean? Why is everything pumpkin-flavored? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just because. <laughs> Number 15. For men under the age of 40... Their average time to erection is a mere 10 seconds. For some, it is shorter, and if it is much longer than 10 seconds, it may be an indication of erectile dysfunction. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, you always hope for stiffy to jiffy, but you know, you never know. Number 17. For those intrigued by having a threesome... You need you will need to travel to Australia as twenty eight percent of the population admits to having a threesome at least once. 
So have you had a threesome with an Australian? I've never had a threesome with an Australian. I mean, I've had a threesome. Or I've had a threesome with an Australian. Maybe a couple of times. <laughs> oh, really? You have? I've only yeah. had them with Americans. So. Okay. Yeah, that was a long time ago. It actually didn't go well. So uh, it, started, you know, it started off as a threesome, and then it just went tragically horribly wrong. See, so. my threesomes didn't go well either. And <laughs> and one of them, the third party, because it was just two of us at first, and we, you know we weren't like dating, but we were just friends with benefits, I guess you'd say. And he and I had talked about how fun it would be to have a threesome, and we invited his roommate in to join us. Mm-hmm. And it didn't go well because he freaked out. The third person freaked out. So it was two guys and a girl. Yeah. That's what happened with Australia. It was two girls and a guy. And um, it just didn't go down well. Yeah. It's weird. And it's funny because... Well, it becomes... If it's just like a sexual thing and everybody's adult enough to know that, it's all cool. It all works. It's all fine. Right. But if it becomes a power play, you're just totally shit out of luck because... See, so the, the weird thing for from my experiences is it wasn't so much power play as it was just freaking out at the concept of being with more than just one other person who was naked and having sex. Oh, okay. And, um, and I also, you know, in my life, because of that experience, I actually have asked a lot of people about threesome experiences because I've just been curious. Mm-hmm. Almost every single person I spoke to said it was a bad time. I've had it be a good time, too, but that's, like, everybody being friends and being adult about it and it just being just the act itself, and and that's totally fine, and, and being consensual. Right. Uh, but I've also had it turn into a real power play where, no, it's not fun. Where it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. where it doesn't work. But this is, this is kind of interesting. Number 19. Women have the ability to make their voice sound sexier in order to entice their men when needed. Men, however, do not possess such an ability and simply have to rely on other factors. Oh, so we could deepen our voice and make ourselves sound sexy. Yes, apparently. (laughs) Would you like to come over and have some wine and some candles lit? I think I, men can I, be I sexy, think though. I was going to say no. I don't, I, don't, I don't buy that for I don't buy, I don't it, buy it either. Men I, can totally I, be sexy. I, I'm Come sorry, but on. I, have, I have watched men turn on the charm where their voice will change. Yeah. And, like, with Absolutely. The I disagree with this one entirely. Besides the fact, I mean, give me a man with, like, a gravelly voice and oh, forget whatever about else. It. Yeah. I'm just like... I'm just gonna like lay on the floor at your feet. I'm a you sucker know? for an Irish accent. That's my I, oh, that's really? my thing. Yeah, oh, you just turn accent. on the you turn on that me. Irish accent, and I'm just like, okay, I'm yours. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you give me somebody with a lot of personality and a gravelly voice, I'm done. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Number twenty. Approximately sixty percent of men who get aroused have erect nipples. In fact. The nipples are just as sensitive in men as they are in women, which is why so many men get erect nipples. That makes sense. It's kind of interesting, though, because I've heard many people argue, why do men even have nipples? Because they serve no purpose outside of, you know, because most oh, people... Oh, because they don't have mug. Yeah, exactly. So, it's so, an erogenous zone. It serves right, a purpose. It totally serves a purpose. Just because you're not feeding an infant doesn't mean it doesn't serve a purpose. Well, I've never actually had that thought before. Why do men have nipples if they don't 
feed an infant. Okay, wow. Yeah, it's like you a know? thing. It's like I've read debates about this. Really? Yeah, okay, totally. I've never, I've never even thought. It never occurred to, to me. me it's always just been like, ooh, something else to play with. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Something else to bite or something, you know. Yeah. Or pierce, yeah. depending on, you know, your preferences. <laughs> Number 21. The recipe to the sensitivity of the clitoris is its 8,000 nerve fibers, which is twice as many as contained in the penis. As such, it is this area that most helps a woman reach orgasm. I think that's something that they should teach every man in school. Absolutely. <laughs> if <laughs> not freaking high school, then there should be like a college, a college course, course. You know, Definitely. Specifically about this. Damn. Because it's so true. It's totally true. It is the magical button. <laughs> Number 22. As an orgasm becomes imminent in a woman, the vagina decreases in size by as much as 30%. This contraction is most likely to help increase the sensitivity felt by the woman as she climaxes into the orgasm. Okay. That's kind of weird. That is really weird. So it, like, collapses on itself and I then guess it explodes? So. Yeah. It's like a bomb detonating. It is! <laughs> I don't know. See, I don't want to know these facts, because then the next time that I'm, like, getting close to orgasm, I'm going to be thinking about this. You're going to be like, oh, is my vagina collapsing? by, like, 30%. <laughs> I'm just imagining, though, like, that's... But I, I've actually been in situations, though, where I've had been having sex with a guy, and the guy will say to me, I know you just had an orgasm because I could feel your vagina clench on my penis. So, there's And then that. did you say to him, no, I was just faking it? <laughs> <laughs> Only half the time. <laughs> and I would never admit it. <laughs> Number 24. In order to know how much testosterone a man has... Compare the length of his ring finger to his index finger. The longer the ring finger is in comparison to the index finger, the more testosterone in his body. Wow. That's kind of interesting. I, I think it's interesting. I just use sniff factor. Ah, <laughs> the pheromones. I was just saying, you can just tell by pheromones. Yeah. But it's ultimately, totally though, does it really matter how much testosterone a man has? I mean, no, I feel like it doesn't... Th I, I feel I, like I, it's something... I was just saying, that's not really my first... It's it's kind of... I, I personally I, think irrelevant. I mean, I think it's an interesting factoid to know that... That could be a possibility Yeah, that the ring finger's longer, but, but it's sort of kind of ultimately doesn't matter because just one little facet of what makes a person fascinating. True. Number 25. For a woman attempting to reach climax, it will take her only four minutes through masturbation. However, it can take upwards of 10 to 20 minutes to reach climax during intercourse. And how fast with the Hitachi? <laughs> <laughs> One minute! <boom. laughs> four minutes. Wow. Okay. I've actually reached climax simply from kissing somebody. Really? Yeah, that it happened once only in my life, and it surprised me more than anything else. But <laughs> I've yeah, I've never had that happen. Yeah, it was weird. It was very, it was a very weird experience, and I was sort of kind of like, you know, taken aback by it, and a little bit embarrassed too. I have to admit. Why were you embarrassed? Because I, I think it was because I wasn't ex 
It was just like a random makeout section ses- session session <laughs> section section. <laughs> it was a random makeout session with some. This was years and years ago when I was in college. It was okay. one of those things. You're at the bar. You're drunk. You're like you know. You're not even really interested in the person, but you like kind of make out because it just happens. Uh huh. And then suddenly no, you're I've like never done that. orgasming on a bar- on a bar stool in Boston. <laughs> like oh my god, what just happened? Anyway. Number 27, approximately 1% of women can achieve full orgasm solely through stimulating their breasts. Those bitches. (laughs) (laughs) I know, totally I've heard this to be true, and I know that that's like the beginnings, like they say with tantric sex, to start the nipples, to start the the breasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to come back to that and, and whatever else. I, you know, good for them. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, I think... I think we've discussed this before. It's a good foreplay option. But for yeah. me, I've never, never orgasmed never, from never, 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 boob never. play. It's just not happened. If somebody could make me do it, fuck. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> gold medal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gold medal. I'll follow you to the ends of the earth. <laughs> Number 28. Nearly two-thirds of all men and women have fantasized about another person while having sexual intercourse with their current partner. Typically, the one being fantasized about is not someone they will be able to have intercourse with, (laughs) but it may increase theirs or their partner's satisfaction. Oh, my God. This is one that nobody wants to admit to. Everybody does it, though. Yeah, everybody does it. Nobody wants to admit it, and it's probably better that people don't admit it because I could see it, like... Resulting yeah, in no, no, unbelievable no. arguments. No, that's you know. true. But you know, but these things happen. The I mean, weird, the brain does weird stuff. Like yeah. we, we've had this conversation. I'm gonna bring this up now. Uh oh. Was like when I watched all of House of Cards, and I hadn't seen any of it, and I watched all three seasons in like just a few days. Like maybe it wasn't even a week, and I had three bizarre, strange Frank Underwood sexual dreams. I mean, like, really intense, and I was like, really, Brain? (laughs) Well, Frank Underwood is sexy as all get out. But I was like, we're going there, and then I'm like, okay, is this a Freudian thing? Like, is this like a daddy issue? Is this like whatever? Like, where is it coming from? I'd have another one, and I would be like, what the fuck? (laughs) And we we talked about this because... Well, then I I, I said something to you, and then I was over at um, a friend of mine's house, and him and I are, like, looking at the YouTube videos and blah, blah, blah. Like, doing that stupid thing that you do where you're, like, showing each other your favorite dumb videos. And he plays this this video of Kevin Spacey. He's like, I love Kevin Spacey. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, really? You want to role play? <laughs> <laughs> you want to play a game? I've got a game we could play. <laughs> I know. And then I was talking with you because yeah. I was like, I cannot believe that I have had three sex dreams about Frank Underwood. Like, right. what the fuck is wrong with me? I know. And then you were like, I have to. Every have. woman that I've talked I to have. is like, I did too. And I'm like, okay, so what is it about that role and that character? I don't know. Because pri- prior to that, I've always ad- appreciated Kevin Spacey as an actor. I think he's brilliant. I mean, oh, I loved him in Unusual Suspects. That's one of my favorite films. Uh, I, I think he's a genius. And oh my god, I love watching him do different characters. He's oh, absolutely. So he's funny. so good. He just so throws himself into it. 
but I'd never had any kind of a sex dream or even really a sexy thought about him. It was more never. just a, a, a just a, an appreciation of his craft, you know. Yeah. No, but after was... House of Cards, there is something about Frank Underwood that is <laughs> so unbelievably sexy. But what? I mean, he's like a killer. He's I know he's like a terrible it? human being. I mean, he's like the most awful human being on the but planet. Every well, I mean, it's not just you. I can think of I because I've talked with like probably six or seven of like my closest girlfriends about this and everyone has admitted the same thing yeah yeah no he's so sexy all right so you know what writers of that series you are doing something right i don't yes. know what it is that you've tapped into like the secret like masochistic god knows daddy issue i don't know what it is else, either whatever I don't know. Of all of it us. works though man but it works it works all uh, right frank underwood for days <laughs> Okay, so what do we have next? That that concludes our list of weird sex facts, <laughs> which is, you know, one of my favorite topics. Oh, yay! Okay, so last on our podcast <coughs> for me. today. Um, excuse the coughing. Um, that's all that cat fur, is it? Yeah. So we're going to uh, do our new weekly installment of uh, discussing a book that we've discovered on Amazon that we, I don't know, we dig for whatever reason. That we find amusing. Yes. So Scarlett found this one. funny bone. So this one is called... I can't read it. Oh, Booty Call of Cthulhu. The Monster Fetish. The Monster Fetish. That's right. So here's the synopsis. I love when you hand me the the iPad and it's like really small. And <laughs> I know, I need to like, make the text bigger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I should say the author's name. The author for this particular book, Booty Call of Cthulhu, is Ren Winter, and Ren is W R E N. So okay. you have to look up Ren Winter. Like like the bird. Yes, like the bird exactly. Um, so the <laughs> synopsis is. Die. Oh, you said that like I was like a third grader that you're. I like, know. I didn't mean to. to. I didn't mean to. <laughs> um, dive into the deep, and you might just find tentacles pulling you in deeper. Joanne Lagrasse is a newly graduated college student living the life. Well, if the life is sitting in your apartment all day trying to research monsters for a novel. The strange book her favorite professor gave her is full of ramblings of what must be a madman, which makes for uneasy reading and a loner lifestyle. She pushes herself to go out to the beach, though she takes the tome with her. When she decides to ignore her professor's warning and reads a chant out loud, she finds herself faced with a giant monster and its lewd tentacles, each one eager to fill her holes. <laughs> Which, I mean, for Lovecraft fans, come on, that's hilarious, where it's like, yes, she's this loner student, and she gets a copy of the Necronomicon, quite obviously, very yes. thinly veiled, you know, written by the mad Arab um, Abdullah Alhazred. But, um, and then she takes it to the beach. Of course. And she reads a section of it, and she gets molested by Cthulhu. Now, <laughs> I know that's going to make a lot of Lovecraft fans not so happy, but I think it's hilarious. I think it makes, I, I, think I would that, think I some think, would dig I it, though. I haven't read it, but I think, and yes, it's a, it's a monster tentacle porn. We need, we need more 
tentacle porn. Okay. <laughs> Indeed. And on that note, I think that's our Are we done? podcast for the day. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So uh, it's been wicked. Ciao.